This episode is brought to you in collaboration with CeraVe, skincare for all developed with dermatologists. Hello, hi, and welcome to another episode of The Emma Gunn Show. I am your host, Emma Gunn-Awardner, and in this beauty special, we're going to hear the story of CeraVe from its co-founder and Senior Vice President of Global Professional Marketing, Tom Allison. CeraVe is the US skincare brand that has achieved cult status in the States and now here in the UK. What makes it so special is something we are going to unpick with Tom in this episode, but for me, the fact it's developed with dermatologists goes a long way to explain not only its cult status, but the reason it's known for being such an efficient and reliable range of products. In this episode, Tom reveals where CeraVe started and why helping people achieve healthy, protected skin that's treated with efficient, hardworking and proven ingredients has always been at the brand's core. Tom also explains why working with dermatologists is such a vital element of the brand story, so much so they even say it in the logo. And we also venture into the challenges and hurdles CeraVe had to overcome in order to get to where it is today. When you start off on the bottom shelf in the pharmacy, it takes a lot to get up to eye level. We also take a deep dive into the ceramide formula that's the beating heart of every CeraVe product and why it's such a crucial component, not just in the lotions and creams, but also for overall skin health and how it'll make your skin feel. Tom also walks us through making CeraVe so accessible via communication, application and cost. Look... CeraVe was a brand I heard about years ago when I used to travel to New York for Fashion Week. It was one of those products you'd hear about as being inexpensive but absolutely brilliant that wasn't available here in the UK, so I would stock up. And you can imagine how pleased I was when it launched here. It's one thing to turn those tubs and pumps around and read the inky list to see what it's all about, but it's another to hear how all the component parts of CeraVe came together since its inception in 2004 from one of its founders. So I'm especially delighted to be able to have this conversation with you all on the show. All the links to Tom and the products we discuss will be in the show notes, but for now, it's a pleasure to welcome Tom Allison, co-founder and senior vice president of global professional marketing for CeraVe, onto The Emma Gunn Show. Tom Allison, welcome to the podcast. This is exciting for me. Thanks so much for having me, Emma. Really appreciate it. Excited uh, as well. (laughs) So you are one of the founders and also the senior vice president of global professional marketing for CeraVe. And the reason why I'm so excited to talk to you today is because CeraVe is one of those brands that I used to stock up on on my trips to the States back (laughs) when I could, but that came over to the UK not too long ago. And it's just so wonderful to have CeraVe be so accessible in the UK, but you're actually going to tell the story of the brand. So it's a cult US beauty brand and it has taken the UK by storm. And it's become such a firm, firm favorite with every skincare guru that I can think of. Anyone who I have any professional respect for, if I mention CeraVe, they will almost certainly say you're using the cleanser, right? So where did the CeraVe story begin? That's a great question. And I'm really happy to be here and and excited as well. So I think to think about the story of CeraVe and why it came about is to really take a back step and really think about dermatology in general, and what role do cleansers and moisturizers play to a dermatologist? Now, I think for your listeners, one easy way to, or a good analogy maybe to serve this up, and I've heard it from a dermatologist actually explain it to me, was he says, you know, cleansers and moisturizers are to a dermatologist what diet and exercise are to a cardiologist. You know, you could have the very best medications in the world, but if you're not actually kind of controlling that full environment of cleanser and moisturizer, you're really asking that medication to work over time. So the brand of CeraVe started in 2005 in the States, 
and was always part of a pharmaceutical company up until 2017 when L'Oreal acquired the brand, really to bring it globally. You know, UK obviously being one of the big targets. They saw what a wonderfully developed skincare market that you guys have over there, but didn't have this brand, which is really making a huge difference within the United States. So let's take a step back and think about what pharmaceutical companies do. Pharmaceutical companies really exist to build tools to help physicians treat patients, right? It's pretty straightforward. They can't diagnose a condition, but once a a condition is diagnosed, they can actually have those tools for dermatologists to bring a patient back on the path to health. Well, even when it comes to cleansers and moisturizers, there's no difference. So as part of a pharmaceutical company, we're developing prescription medications for acne and atopic dermatitis. And a lot of the dermatologists kind of Put a, put a bug in our ear and said, why don't you develop therapeutic cleansers and moisturizers? We don't have a lot of options out there. And that's really the development process. Actually, something that's quite subtle under the CeraVe logo is that it actually says develop with dermatologists on purpose. And when you think about it, when you, when you have something on your logo, you have to substantiate that. So to take you back, Emma, this brand actually officially launched in the fourth quarter of 2005, but the development process actually started in 2004. And what we did is we sat down with the U.S. experts on ingredient and formulation design, these dermatologists that were really the teachers of other dermatologists, to give you an example, to develop a line of products that would be different on the market, differentiated on the market, accessible as well, to drive a better therapeutic benefit uh, to the patient that they recommend, and that's the brand. You know, the name CeraVe actually stands for something quite, quite unique. It actually speaks to the technology of why CeraVe is unique in the market. The Cera stands for ceramides, and these are naturally occurring in your body that help uh, kind of support your skin cells to help mitigate some of that dryness that a lot of patients experience. And the second part of the name CeraVe stands for something called multi-vesicular emulsion, and that's where the VE comes in. Again, to bring it back to a pharmaceutical mindset, pharmaceutical companies, not only do they have to have the ingredients to treat the conditions, but they also have to get that ingredient to where it needs to go to work. What MVE allows is you to control the release of actives over time. It's why with CeraVe, when you put it on, it's not sticky or greasy, but yet moisturizes throughout the full day. And that's what uh, MVE is allowed to bring. So kind of summarize, started as a part of a pharmaceutical company, really to help patients suffering from a, a myriad of skin conditions have a full regimen to get better as soon as possible. Well, regular listeners will know that uh, the fact that it does include in your logo formulated with dermatologists, it's no surprise that you're on the show because I do love me a dermatologist and we do love them to uh, contribute to our skin and our skincare and to help us inform us and empower us in our skincare choices. So tell me what the first product was. You're getting all these bugs in your ear about what to create. What was the first thing that you really landed on? Yeah, we actually had three products that we developed at the same time. The first was a, a hydrating cleanser. So that hydrating cleanser, it's kind of one of our hero products today. I know it's doing really well in the UK. It's a lipid-free cleanser that doesn't add too much surfactant. You see, one of the issues with dermatologists when they're treating patients 
is they have a lot of patients that are already sensitive to other ingredients. And surfactant can be one of those things that can exacerbate a condition, you know, on the skin quickly. So our hydrating cleanser was built just to be that utility cleanser, something that you could use on your face and your body that would effectively cleanse. We define cleansing as removing kind of surface oil, dirt, makeup, that kind of thing without overstripping the skin. And then we launched simultaneously to moisturize our cream, our moisturizing cream, which is the tub jar as well as a tube and our daily moisturizing lotion, which is usually found in a pump. And again, working with dermatologists, we had to you know, start from somewhere and we wanted to have this idea of cleanse, treat with prescription medication, and then moisturize with either cream or lotion. And we know consumers generally like to pick either a cream or lotion depending on surface area body, you know, men typically will gravitate more towards lotions because it can cut through that hair, you know, et cetera. And then cream, especially if they're more or severely dry. So it's really a supportive sandwich to your active ingredients, a supportive skincare sandwich. And just for listeners, you mentioned surfactants then. They are almost, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but almost detergent particles exactly. that clean the skin, yeah. which is yeah. why they could be an irritant. That's exactly right. You know, what a surfactant will give you is basically the bubble, you know, within when you're, when you're washing yourself. So. so what is the unique selling point of CeraVe? What makes it so special? Why has it achieved such cult status and why does it sell out everywhere? Yeah, I think it's, it's one, I think, our development process. You know, one of the things for your listeners you could take to the bank is that this product has been vetted by what I would say those that know skin the best. You know, a dermatologist, they spent their entire professional career, much of their educational life, you know, getting to the point where they could diagnose things on the skin. So ingredients matter, what's both in them and then what's out of them. You know, that's point one. We're quite proud of this ceramide uh, proposition that we are offering, ceramides uh, AP, NP, and EOP. It's also known as ceramides 1, 3, and 6-2. These are unique ingredients. They're skin identical to what naturally occurs in your body. And we really move towards ceramides because there's a lot of great science that points to how ceramides are deficient in skin conditions like atopic dermatitis or acne or psoriasis if you compared that to what healthy skin. So it really did contribute to, to the overall kind of structure and function of what good, good healthy skin looks like. It's, um, we're going to come on to ceramides in a little bit because I want to quiz you a little bit about the specific formula, sure. but essentially it's the, it's the mortar between the bricks, isn't it? And if that's not present, then skin is leaky skin and that's where skin can become dehydrated or even more, well, even more serious skin conditions can exist. I absolutely love the analogy you just used, Emma. You know, I think the easiest way for your listeners to understand, like, what is your skin? You know, we look at it, we have a relationship with it. It can be angry some days and better others. The best way to really think about what's happening below the surface of your skin is really thinking about that brick wall. And you just mm -hmm. served it up best. When you have a problem with the mortar or what's holding those bricks or the bricks in this case are your skin cells together, that is the, where the really kind of the root of all evils is happening from a dry skin standpoint. So when you think about ceramides, it's, it's basically the chief product of, of, of something in your body called your lipid bilayer, your lipid matrix. And, and you think about just like a brick wall, that mortar kind of surrounds the bricks, which is your skin cells, uh, you know, are fully around it. What happens when, when you have a skin barrier breakdown, 
is that you usually will get you'll start losing uh you know water out of your skin that's what contributes to dryness and you had said it best as well you start getting some allergens in there so it's important to really kind of protect that skin barrier and ceramides can go a long way kind of a cool fun fact about ceramides as well that we're starting to uncover and new science is really pointing to is even babies in utero you know, there's something called the vernix caseosa. That's that waxy substance that a baby's born with. When you biopsy, what's that comprised of? A large component of that is actually ceramide. So it's mother's nature's own ingredient to help baby in utero not have their skin kind of get damaged. So it's really kind of unique and special. And it's something that we gravitated to since 2005. And we were there purely on the fact that this is what an ingredient that dermatologists encourage us to use because they know all the science behind it. Now, you mentioned actually earlier when you were talking about product development, you talked about the cleanser and I think you said it was lipid free. Mm -hmm. Is that right? But then you were talking about the lipid layer just then. So, uh, but it still supports that. Yeah, it's a good question. It's just a, it's a category, a category. Uh, there's other ingredient, other cleansers that would be known as lipid-free cleansers, like Cetaphil, for example. So, we do have lip, lipids like triglycerides, and it. it just has to do with more surfactant, gentle, doesn't uh, overstrip skin. That's the way to look and kind of classify that. But we do contribute lipids in our cleanser as well. Okay. We, um, one of the things that's always really fascinated me in my work as a beauty editor is speaking to brand owners and they always have a particular customer in mind when they come up with their brand and they come up with particular products. And that can often, you can kind of tell a lot of times by the packaging or by the vocabulary, the language that's used. But with Cerave, it's a little bit more open because it's functional and very effective, but you're definitely speaking to somebody. So I wondered who was in your mind when you were creating the brand and the products. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm bringing up the word dermatologist quite a bit in this interview, <laughs> but, uh, you know, in this podcast, you know, really what, to, to be quite honest with you, going back to the original development of the brand, it was sitting down with dermatologists. And I think their approach is to try to simplify things. You know, when they're when they're dealing with with their patients kind of one on one, they want to make things to be easy to navigate, easy to find, easy to buy, you know. So so with that standpoint, um, consumers were looking for those that one have skin conditions because we do support both, uh, you know, dermatologists in the UK as well as general practitioners. So you can get this product from some of your healthcare providers, especially if you go in there with an issue, they might sample Eucerave as part of an overall regimen. Um, I would say some of the other uh, targets we're going after are those, those consumers that are seeking healthy skin that are a little, maybe a little bit more sophisticated into understanding what ingredients and why they matter. But one of the things that was vital to us is that we made this product line accessible. You know, again, going back to to most of us, we have when, when our skin is angry, it's usually due to a chronic condition. Once you are to kind of clinically dry, you need to moisturize almost every day, probably if you're if you're keeping up with it and compliant for the rest of your life. So what we want to do is bring accessible skincare kind of to the masses. And that's why our products might you know, our, our packaging might look very utilitarian, utility-wise. Um, I'll say we don't want to trick anybody by having some fancy words or fancy packaging at shelf into purchasing us, purchasing us, purchasing, purchasing us. 
Um, I, I would say, you know, another thing we talk about driving compliance, making sure people can find it. You know, they're available in big sizes. Again, you could have an amazing moisturizing product, but if you have dry skin, two ounces of that product is not really serving you very well. You know, you're going to have to purchase that you know, eight or nine times by the time you get to one of our big tub jars. Um, we use colors, for example, to drive compliance. I don't know if you notice about that. It's almost like the unbranding, you know, as, as compared to traditional skincare brands. Our cleansers tend to be green in color. Our moisturizers are blue. And that's really meant for the consumer or the physician when recommending it to a patient that's already overwhelmed to be able to, uh, you know, purchase and find the product easily. A lot of physicians will say, go get the blue tub of CeraVe, you know, and that's why we put the color schemes there. And then again, that was an idea going back to uh, the dermatologist and the origin of the brand is that they wanted uh, to make sure that if the recommendation was out there, that their patient would have no issues finding it. Well, one of the things I was going to ask you is why was it so important that you develop CeraVe with dermatologists? But it seems like it's a real, it's a twofold answer. First of all, to make sure that the products actually work and are effective. But secondly, to message them appropriately so that they can be directed to the right person. That's correct. Yeah, exactly. It's got to be kind of straightforward. You know what I mean? I, I think we've all been in the shoes of a patient going to see a doctor for whatever issue you're going through. It's overwhelming. You know, mm-hmm. first of all, it's usually a very quick, uh, a quick relationship or a quick visit. It's only a few minutes and they've got to get a lot out there. They're inspecting what's happening as well as telling you what you have and then how to get rid of it. You know, so from a cleanser stand and a moisturizer standpoint, we want to make it as easy as possible for that patient. And um, that's why our naming conventions are pretty straightforward. This is a moisturizing cream. This is a hydrating cleanser. This is a foaming cleanser. You know what I mean? Um, we want to be that brand uh, that kind of over over exceeds the results and mm-hmm. doesn't, uh, you know, is not necessarily so much of an impulse purchase, but really our, our relationship with our consumers starts with uh, a lot of times a need. And mm-hmm. if we're able to be part of that solution, it drives, you know, amazing brand love and, um, you know, and repeat purchase, which is uh, kind of why we're in business. So. Now, another feature of many brand stories involves the little hurdle or the little obstacle. And it, it occurred to me that there may have been challenges along the way in building CeraVe because it was a, it was a disruptor in its own way. And I wondered yeah. if you wouldn't mind sharing if you had any of those experiences in creating CeraVe. Sure. I mean, it's constant, you know, one of the challenges of having such a large brand today. But even going back to the beginning, you know, I could tell you the U.S. marketplace did not think it needed another cleanser and moisturizer brand. So we started with some quite humble beginnings. You know, we weren't this brand that hooked into a celebrity and gained, you know, massive distribution with 10 items at eye level, you know, in all points of distribution. Uh, It's a brand actually started, as I mentioned before, with just three items on the bottom shelf of the pharmacists, you know, pharmacy stores and uh, kind of lived in that environment, I would say, for the first five years. And we really built this brand through the recommendations of physicians, giving it to patients one patient at a time. But what we found and why we're so successful, even 16, 17 years later, is that patient, when they get better, they tend to tell four of their friends, you know? And it was, an, it was really a, a kind of an each one teach one moment that really showed us to you know, grow exponentially over the years. And if you were to look at CeraVe in the United States, even today, 
given the size of the business. It's the it's the fastest growing skincare brand in the mass retailer. So think in Walmart and Target, as well as uh, traditional drugstores. We have chains like CBS and Walgreens, which would be, I think, similar to your, your Boots uh, model over there. Uh, it's fastest growing for five five to seven years in a row. You know because again it's exponential, and we stayed true to the brand that we didn't. Uh, we didn't give in to pressure, let's necessarily to try to hire a celebrity to be the face of the brand, but we really let the product speak for themselves. And again, we delivered. And I think that's probably why we're doing so well in the UK is that there's probably enough familiarity of the brand to yourself being a fan that used to stock up on it when you went to the States. But then now that it's available, you're telling friends, other people are telling friends and it's delivering an amazing benefit. At, at a very fair price for what uh, the technology that you get within the bottle and the performance. It's 100% if people say to me they're having issues with their skin and I tell them to simplify, I do exactly what you said a minute ago, which is I say go to, the, go to Boots and get the green cleanser. And yeah. It's just as simple as that. Now, I'm interested by this kind of slow build. So it is a cult brand without a shadow of a doubt. So what was the moment that you noticed that you had gone from slow and steady to it suddenly just flipped? I would say it took about three or four years of slow, steady growth, you know, mid single digits. But when you start from a slow base, you know, a million, you know, a million dollars becomes two on 100 percent growth, you know, but still two on a, in a multi-billion dollar uh, uh marketplace it, it takes a while so i would say by year three or four what we were noticing was a lot of our dermatologist partners kind of telling us this really is making a difference in our skin you know my patient's skin that i'm giving it to it was also around the time you know we're talking 2005 late ship six seven eight nine you started getting the ability for the consumer to tell the rest of us via product reviews what they liked and what they didn't like, etc. And it was at this moment too, we were seeing just abnormal number of people taking the time to go on a retailer website or, you know, uh, and, and fill out product reviews where they're giving us five stars and then also writing a narrative as to what they experienced it. I'll say another thing we used to get is a lot of and we still get it today, these, these really emotional letters that are sent just to the brand team. People find our address on the back of the product and write stories about what they either had, you know, experienced themselves or potentially a family member and how this product helped them. You know, I can think about one woman in particular named Tina Brown, and she actually works for the brand today. <laughs> Tina is a motivational speaker, but she's also a lifelong psoriasis sufferer. You know, she's had psoriasis on over 70% of her body for, for basically since she's been a teenager. And I would say she's, you know, over 60 years old, let's say it that way. And what Tina actually does for us is she goes around the United States talking to nurses about how to in, empower them, how to take care of their own skin, because we all know the nursing community typically they take care of others and, and, and maybe less so themselves, but also how to give an unbelievable patient experience. And Tina is able to weave in like bedside manner and why it matters and how special their jobs are. So it's a good example. Again, Tina got to us, I would say, maybe two or three years after launch. And we said, you know, what, we might be on to something here. Um, 
But again, by delivering some of these ingredients that help protect your skin barrier, it does make a difference in your skin, especially if you're needing some of these ingredients that we're able to deliver. So I guess that answers the question of how you've maintained that cult status. It's actually, it seems like you've stayed really true to yourself. And rather than thinking, what product can we create that will definitely hit the market and just fly? You're thinking about the consumer first, like which consumer can we reach next who's really going to benefit from this? Yeah, exactly. And I think we'll, we'll still play within some ingredients. Obviously, we just launched, for example, our HA serum, which I know is doing really well in the UK. So we, we're, it's not that we're not paying attention to trends, right? So we know we do know what's out there, what ingredients a lot of consumers are gravitating towards. But what we like to do is drive synergy. So we know hyaluronic acid is incredible ingredient. There's a lot of HA serums already out there, for example. HA, hyaluronic acid, drives moisture to the site of application, right? It's why it's so effective. It's, in a, it's almost like that super humectant. But when you partner that with the synergy of ceramide, so we can draw moisture to where it's applied, but then lock it in and protect the skin barrier, you get a great result without it having to be so greasy or oily like some of these other products. So, uh, yeah, I think that's probably the kind of how we look at uh, future product development as well as, uh, you know, addressing new consumers' needs is, is, you know, does it make sense for unto the dermatologist? And then what are some of those ingredients and trends out there that could benefit from a synergistic effect of what we have built, you know, almost consider ceramides and MBE as like our chassis, you know, in a car. Well, I'm glad you mentioned ceramides because I wanted to dig into that a little bit more because when you, uh, as I have done, when you do a little bit of a deep dive into the products, you realize how fundamental that specific ceramide formula is. And is that the beating heart of every product? Yeah, we have the same ceramide mix. So ceramides 1, 3, and 6-2. And we talked about that brick and mortar already, right? That mortar is comprised of really three main things. Ceramides is the largest portion of this. But there's also uh, cholesterol and triglycerides in there as well. So these uh, th- and free fatty acids, triglycerides are free fatty acids. So ceramides, cholesterol, free fatty acids make up really what is supposed to protect each, of, each individual skin cell in our body. And when you get that breakdown, that's what causes some issues with the skin barrier. So um, all three ceramides are in every single formulation that we have. We also add cholesterol and triglycerides, those free fatty acids as well, to try to mimic what's, what might be lost. And again, why do we pick ceramides 1, 3, and 6? It's, if you, there's a lot of science that was pointing us into that direction. A lot of science and publications showed when you biopsied healthy skin versus different pathologies, like I mentioned before, atopic dermatitis, psoriasis, acne. When you measured what was in those diseases that wasn't in healthy skin and what was in healthy skin that wasn't in those diseases, it was coming quite clear that there was a ceramide deficiency and a barrier breakdown. And what science will tell you today is anywhere there's inflammation present in the skin, it's causing an issue with your skin barrier. So, you know, with that said, we're able to deliver help uh, protect that skin barrier as part of a, you know, a necessary step to uh, to getting back to a path of healthy skin. So you might be using the products to cleanse, you might be using them to hydrate, but actually what you're also doing, which you might not necessarily realizing is supporting that skin barrier Mm -hmm. with that ceramide formula. Yep. We're protecting the skin barrier. Exactly a nice add-on so speaking of which the moisturizing lotion the moisturizing cream and the hydrating cleanser they have been in my bathroom since launch i mean i have just repeat purchased kept just topping them up why do you think those 
products in particular have been such runaway successes? Because it does seem that those are the three that have really become stars. Yeah, they're not based for niche. You know what I mean? I think anyone can benefit from it. So our hydrating cleanser, like I said before, what you won't find in that cleanser versus traditional soaps, et cetera, is it's just going to have a lot less surfactant to it. So it might take new new consumers get a little getting used to, especially if you like that rich lather. But what you'll find is that you don't need that. It's built to attract the surface oil dirt uh, to get rid of it without stripping your skin. And again, as we're talking about the importance of protecting your skin barrier, cleansing, you can cause a lot of damage to it by using the wrong product. So I think the utility of our cleanser is it can be used multiple places. And then again, with cream and lotion, same thing. Um, you know, uh, one of the benefits of ceramides, cholesterol, free fatty acids, hyaluronic acid, some of these other ingredients that we have in these formulations is that you can hydrate without being greasy. You know, I think... Anyone can add grease to the surface of the skin, which will stop what we call transepidermal water loss. It'll stop your. It, it'll help mitigate that dryness. The only problem like, that's basically like evaporation, just to just to sort of it, simplify ex- it. Exactly. Yeah, transepidermal water loss is like is water loss through the skin is the way to look at it, and the way you described it as well is because of your skin barrier is, is having an issue. The problem with adding these thick, heavy, greasy ingredients is one, obviously compliance. People don't really like to use these sticky things, but it's also only as effective as it sits on the surface of your skin. So as you go out the day, you're constantly rubbing it off, you're putting your clothes over it, et cetera. It's, it's, it's why a lot of times with products, you feel the need to need to reapply because it's just masking it. It's not really helping to protect what's, you know, damaged or, or has a, having an issue in the first place. And that's what ceramides can give you. So both cream and lotion, why are they so, so successful? So they melt right into your skin, yet you still feel hydrated. Yet you could still put your clothes on, go out your day, go to work, and it doesn't rub off because it's not on the outer layer. You know, it has penetrated to a certain extent. We've actually done some amazing research in the UK out of the University of Sheffield with a, a, a brilliant dermatologist, a world-renowned dermatologist in atopic dermatitis. His name's Professor Michael Cork. And he has built an incredible research arm with Professor Simon Dandy. And and they they have done research and we've published on CeraVe moisturizing cream and lotion, what we're calling Restore 1 and Restore 2, actually comparing our formulations versus other UK uh, health services reimbursed products uh, and seeing what the, you know, how does CeraVe uh, benefit the formulation, the design versus some of these products that even your government are paying for to get patients back on the, from a healthy standpoint. And uh, the results are quite, uh, quite stark and, and impressive and, and really speaks for the efficacy that you'll get just out of the, the utility of both these products. You know, again, with, with something as lightweight as this product as well, you can actually use this product on your body as well as use it on your face and still apply your makeup over top of it easily and stuff like that. So there's a lot of makeup artists in the United States that will use this as a base before kind of building, uh, you know, building uh, the, the color and foundation and, and blush and eyeshadow and all that stuff. Well, that was actually something I was going to ask you because uh, because you do have generous packaging. So you mentioned earlier with your, one of your big tubs, you know, you would probably be rebuying something else maybe five to eight times sure. depending on how much you needed it i have had them in my bathroom and i thought because they're big because the package is a bit am i supposed to use it everywhere or is it just for my face but 
you have a choice essentially. Yeah, you do. You, you know, that's the benefit of having large packaging and large formats is that, uh, you know, you don't feel like the, you have to just save this for when there's an issue. You know, I, I would say the utility of CeraVe hopefully also maybe changes the game a little bit in skincare. You know, if I look at the industry of skincare, I feel like it's far too reactive. You get an issue as a consumer, therefore you seek solution and start using something. I think the real game in skincare and way we should move is to, is to being more proactive, using something every day to not get issues down the road. And the only way you can really do that realistically is if you have big sizes at a fair price with, good, with great technology. Well, because you have mentioned accessibility a couple of times, and I'm have to, I have to say the accessibility in terms of pricing is one of the things that makes me love this even more. The fact that I know that for me personally, I use it and love it, and I feel extremely confident recommending it to people. But I also am very aware that people work damn hard for their money, so I hate recommending something that I might think could be a pinch on their purse strings. So I have supreme confidence in recommending CeraVe because I know that it is one of the more accessible but no less efficient brands on the market. Yeah, th thank you so much. I mean, it's exactly really defining why the brand was created in the first place. You know, um, price matters. You know, we, we realize even at 18 euro for the large tub of cream, it's, it's not inexpensive. Most people, it is, it is a, a, you know, it, it's going to be less expensive than a much more, you know, higher priced, uh, obviously, skincare brands. But even for that 18 euro, what you are going to get is almost like a pound jar of the product, you know. So it will last you for quite some time. And you just talked about as well the fact that you can use it not just on your, you know, you know spot treated on your face or maybe a patch on your, on your elbow, but you can use it all over the place. And, and they'll, your, your whole full skin will benefit from the formulation designs. Okay, this has been fascinating, but I am just going to ask you one more thing before we close, and that is this. For someone who's listening to this who maybe has never tried a CeraVe product, has never put those beautiful lotions and creams on their skin, what would be your, what would be your words of wisdom to just say, just try it? Why should somebody give it a go? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, if I was going to give somebody just a quick, what we call an elevator pitch, I would say you know, protect your skin, you know, your skin, it is your largest organ. And when, when your skin barrier has an issue, you need to protect it. And there's these ingredients called ceramides, which are naturally found in your body. And CeraVe contains these same ceramides that will help protect your skin barrier every day. Plus it's easy to use and it'll melt right into the skin. Perfect. I love it. Tom, it's been such a delight to chat to you. Thank you so much for sharing the story of CeraVe with me. It's been, it's been so interesting. Thanks so much for your time and your interest. We appreciate it. Congrats as well on all your success. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I do hope you enjoyed learning the story of CeraVe with Tom and me. The links to everything we discussed can be found in the show notes, which can be found wherever it is that you are streaming and downloading this episode. And if you're keen to find the CeraVe range, you can find it in store at Boots and also online at Boots.com. The show notes is also where you can find the link to join the Facebook group where you can chat to thousands of other listeners of this podcast about this episode and others. If you'd like to chat with me personally, then please don't hesitate to email me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com or if you'd prefer something a little less formal, then why not send me a DM on Instagram or Twitter where I'm at Emma Guns. Thank you again for your time. I will see you on the next one. <laughs>